Learn Sports, the learned lessons of sports, apparently. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations with me tonight, my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. And the guys. (laughs) Trying to talk over you. And the question mark. The man who cares nothing about sports and a huge Buckeye fan, Rowdy. Well, I was going to do the same thing that Reed did, but he did it before me, so I guess, hi. (laughs) And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 173. How are we? That's how many receptions Devontae Smith would have had had he played in the second half. Mm, Yep. I don't know what that means. What team is he on? Uh, he's the best receiver in college football history, sir. He oh, is he the Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide? Yeah, Heisman he, Trophy winner. Is he the Alabama? That's what Rowdy asked. Yeah, is he Alabama? <laughs> I feel great to answer your previous question, Snoop. I'm still mm-hmm. riding high on that tidal wave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you are. I feel great, Rowdy, Rowdy. I know you didn't watch the game, but I know you know what happened. Absolute utter domination. That's good. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate that, buddy. I'm trying to remember so what I was asleep. watching instead, but I can't remember now. But maybe I should have watched that game. No, you shouldn't have. It, it was, was boring. A most excellent game. It, <laughs> it was riveting. The, all 60 minutes were riveting. Every second of it. 52-24, Rowdy. Wow. Perhaps the best offensive team in college football history. We got a close... Runner there with uh, the 2019 LSU Bayou Bengals, mm. or whether or not they were the best uh, offensive team. They were not as efficient as Alabama, but uh, you know, it, I knew it wasn't going too well. Rowdy when on the very first play of the game, the running back for Ohio State went out with a broken collarbone on the oh. very first play. Sermon, oh he's out. Trey Sermon, transfer from Snoops. Oklahoma Sooners. Mm, Boomer Uh, Sooner. (laughs) Boomer Sooner. He went out on the first play of the game. They traded touchdowns. It was 14-14. Alabama got a targeting penalty uh, that gave uh, Ohio State the ball uh, first and goal on the eight-yard line, held them to three points, and after that, it was over. The back was broken, and Alabama could not be stopped. Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, best wide receiver in college football this year, best wide receiver in Alabama history, best wide receiver in SEC history, only played the first half because in the first series of the third quarter, he dislocated his finger and made a business decision not to come back in. He did have 12 receptions for 215 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. Snoop, what do you think about Devontae Smith? I love him. I think he's fantastic. Uh, a little taller than I thought he was going to be. Six foot one. Six one. Six yeah. one one seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. Sop, so what do they call it? Sop and wet. Yeah. He's sop a, and wet. He's a he's a thin fella, but man, he just catches just about anything that Mac Jones decides to throw up in the air. Uh, yeah, here carelessly. we go. Here we go. <laughs> carelessly. This guy. Without Mac, Jones is, <laughs> Mac Jones is Josh Allen part two for Snoop's absolutely asinine takes on quarterback quality. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not as bad as Josh Allen. No one's as bad as Josh Allen. Uh, Najee Harris, 79 rushing yards, I think 72 receiving yards and three touchdowns. He's, uh, along with Devontae Smith, one of the seniors that decided to come back. Uh, for their fourth year uh, and absolutely dominate. This might be the best team in college football history as Alabama played 11 SEC opponents and beat them all. Average margin of victory for the Crimson Tide this season is 27.5 points. Now, the Hmm. argument is on the inside, boys, is this the best Alabama team Nick Saban has ever had? By the way, Rowdy, this is Nick Saban's seventh national championship, sixth national championship at Alabama in 14 seasons, which is tied the great Bear Bryant, 
who had six national championships as Al- at Alabama as well. Hmm. Uh, but the ins- for the inside football in the weeds for us Alabama fans, is this the best Alabama team that Saban's ever had? Offense, no question. Even with four top uh, four first-round picks at wide receiver last year with Tua Tagovailoa, uh, this year's offense was more efficient uh, in scoring and just uh, staying on schedule with play efficiency. But that defense was fair to middling, in my opinion, this year. Yeah. It's definitely not the best defense Saban has ever put together. No, he didn't have dropped all nine, the... Nine, six games. Dropped all the way down to... Th- 38th, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Which is well, the, we don't have the, those uh, big fat boys just to stop the run now. Yeah. Now we play coverage, a lot of dime, a lot of nickel, smaller, smaller defensive line. Um, I think we may have talked about it last week. I can't remember, but uh, our offensive coordinator, Sarkeesian, is now the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. So we're shopping around for a new offensive coordinator. I also think he's taken the um, either the wide receivers coach or the defensive line coach with him. There's another hmm. positional coach that he might be taking with him, which I know Saban doesn't like. He doesn't mind if guys leave, but he doesn't like guys taking other guys with him. So I would assume that that's, there's going to be a conflict with that internally at Alabama. But like I say, I mean, I feel bad for all, especially around here, all those Poison Nut fans that just were living in fantasy world, living in Candyland, thinking that they stood a chance against the greatest offense that we've seen at least in the AP common era. Uh, Jalen Waddle was in, coming off an injury, missed seven weeks off uh, two broken bones in his ankle, had three catches for 36 yards, was in for 27 plays running decoy. Uh, but like you said, Snoop, Devontae Smith, it's, it doesn't even look like he's that fast, but then you realize he's got three yards on the guy covering him. Mm-hmm. He and seems so to, he's it, just wide open. He has a really it, – it seems to me, watching him on TV, that he has a really long stride. And maybe it's just because he is so thin. It just seems long, like he is it's, lanky. It's, it's very yeah. effortless for him to get open, which, again, is really good because Mac Jones is so inaccurate that he can then <laughs> kind of— The most accurate quarterback in college football history, then, by the then way. Then he can adjust to wherever Mac Jones decided to throw the ball. Yeah, which is right on his numbers in the breadbasket every mm-hmm. time. Oh, yeah, Sure. When you're seventy-seven percent accuracy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when the goal moves to where you throw it, it makes you a lot more accurate. I will remind you that uh, he was down. Uh, that, as I said before, Tua Tagovailoa had four first-round wide receivers. Mac has two, actually one point two five because Waddle missed seven games. Najee Harris just mowing people down. Yeah, well, uh, hold on. As so, per usual. So let's let's go back to that, Tua, that having four wide receivers. One of those was Henry Ruggs, who should have not been going in the first round, right? Wasn't it Ruggs? Who, had it not been for him being drafted by Mark Davis, Mark Haircut Davis, right? Well, th- why did he draft him, though? Because he's, he's fast. Because he's fast, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, so that doesn't really count... When well, it's not Henry Ruggs' fault that Derek Carr's uh, man liner, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what's it called when emo people wear eyeliner, when men wear eyeliner? Man liner? That's not right. No. <laughs> like, but it gets in his eyes, and he's inaccurate. He can't get it to Ruggs. Ruggs is just too fast. Hmm. Is that what it's it not, is? It's not, Henry, it's not Henry Ruggs' fault that he went to the Raiders. <laughs> right. Yeah, he doesn't right. have that Devonte Smith sort of homing beacon. That uh, you, this this is coming from Mac a guy Jones. who fell asleep during the national championship game and maybe watched about eleven minutes of Alabama the rest of the season. Oh no, save I for the Notre Dame save for the Notre Dame game. I watched way more than that. I probably watched three games before. Now that. start bragging, Snoop. Start bragging on your Golden Domers, because the Golden Domers held Alabama to what? Thirty-one points? Thirty-one points. It was a, it was thirty-one the, points in the first three pages of the playbook. Lowest lowest deficit as well. Yeah. 
So. Well, no, I think Ole Miss was the lowest, the, mm, the I think that tightest was, point spread. That was one touchdown, wasn't it? I think it was 40, wasn't it 42-63 against Ole Miss? Uh, I'll have to look that up. But that was their closest game, I thought, this year was the Ole Miss game, if I'm not mistaken. Lane Kiffin pulling out all the tricks. Not even bringing his team out for warm-ups, but going in the uh, inside shelter to warm up just to psych out. Mm the Alabama Crimson Tide. This was exciting. This is back on top. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of that Texas game with Sermon getting knocked out and, and Justin Fields uh, being banged up. But 48-63. I don't know, know who's... 48-63. Mm-hmm. I don't know whose idea it was to put a, uh, you know, 5'11", 6'225 pound linebacker on the best receiver in college football and think he's going to cover him for 45 yards. But uh, I didn't really understand the uh, Ohio State defense, that 4-4, four, four, four linebackers up, four linemen down. Evidently, they don't have the personnel to play nickel or dime defense, which is what you got to play. A lot of man-to-man coverage, not a chance. That's happening against John Mechie and uh, Devontae Smith and uh, this number 19 kid we got, uh, Billings, Billingsley, at tight end that runs like a deer uh, who's coming back next season. It's going to be awesome. Buckeyes got smoked. Um, Ryan Day. Smoky Buckeyes. Ain't got it. Uh, the whole hand <laughs> clapping got up it. and down. The whole hand clapping up and down Samoa kind of dance thing they do at the beginning of the game, that didn't work for them. That was just a waste of time and energy. But, hey, you know what? It's looking up for the Buckeyes. They're 7-1, and one, which means they have five more games to play to get in a complete season, so we'll see how it ends out for them. Sick burn, bro. Sick burn. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> oh, delicious. It, 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 yep. was, it was awesome. It really was. That first quarter was a really good quarter. Like we were saying off the air, Snoop. First quarter was very entertaining. And then, I mean, it just got out of hand and got out this of hand is, quickly. This is interesting. Yeah, I. the first half, I'd say, was good. Once Devontae Smith was knocked out of the game, I lost a lot of interest. Because at that point, yeah. I'm just watching it. It was in, it was It felt inevitable. And because uh, it was, yeah, and exactly. so I was just I was just watching it for the players. I was watching it for Harris. I was watching it uh, to see how far Mac Jones could throw it out before somebody ran underneath it. Uh, Once again, Devontae, no one runs underneath it when you put it on their numbers. Devontae, but, yeah, you know, nonetheless, they, they make them look not good. to mention all those strikes across the middle to John Mechie and Billingsley that were dimes, frozen mm-hmm. ropes, lasers. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep, they make I'll them look good. I'll tell you right good. now. Uh, I mean, whatever you want to put on it, Snoop. Yeah. Mac Jones is it will be a better pro than Jalen Hurts. Whatever you want to put on it, whatever you want to put on it, I got it. This is interesting. I found this points per game. They were comparing. Well, all of these they were comparing Alabama to LSU from last year. Points yeah. per game, which was Al- an outstanding offense. Alabama got that one. Yards per game, LSU by about. 20, 25 hmm. yards per play. LSU has Alabama on that one by 0.1. So basically wow. the same. Success yeah. rate. This was really interesting. So what you had said, Reed, staying, what did they call it, ahead of the chains? Alabama was yeah, on, ahead of schedule. 59.3 to LSU's 57.4. So two nice. percentage points better. More first downs, barely. Uh, third down percentage. Uh, Alabama yeah. 58.9 to LSU's 49.7. So it goes back It'd be to be interesting that. to know how many times they got to third down, too. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was wondering. So, uh, yeah, it was... I, I'm surprised. I, yes, yes, LSU had a historic offense last year, but I'm surprised it was that close. I mean, Alabama just looked that much better. Well, and I will and say that if you want to compare the whole teams, LSU versus Alabama, I, 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 like I say, Alabama's defense was fair to middling, but I think they had fewer closer games than LSU last year. LSU got in some dogfights last year. Mm-hmm, I mean, did. they only beat Alabama by one score. One, one. yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's awesome. And you know what time it is, Rowdy? No. It's just time to reload because the 2017 oh. recruiting class, which had Jalen or had uh, uh, Jerry Judy, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Alex Leatherwood, uh, Ru- Henry Ruggs, hmm. all those guys. Um, evidently, this 2020 recruiting class on paper is even better. Oh, wow. So we'll see what happens. Coach Saban's 69, just turned 69. Nice. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I think he's got mm, at least four or five more years oh, easily. to go. Easily. To go. So Then, he, then he's going to go to North Carolina. Actually, oh, he's he'd probably take over for Mac for Mac. Uh, Actually, he'd uh, go. Uh, he he'd go back to be Michigan State, right? Yeah, I think he'd go back to Michigan State. That must be that will be what he does, because that's that's Michigan what happened. State where Michigan State where he lost to the other team from Michigan uh, with a quarterback by the name of uh, Tom Brady, who I do believe played two quarters in that game and beat him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. Let's I don't know. Once Mac, Jones, once Mac Jones signs a contract, <coughs> nobody's going to remember who Tom Brady was. I'll tell you that. That's my nightmare, is that Mac Jones goes to the Patriots. Because Belichick uh, always shows up at Alabama's Pro Day because he and Saban are buds. And he mm-hmm. almost always, at least in the last three or four years, I'm pretty sure they've drafted somebody out of Alabama. Last year they drafted Damian Harris. They've got Dante Hightower. Uh, they had uh, uh, Christian Christian somebody, Christian Jones, the defensive back, who I think is now out of the league. But last four or five years they've taken somebody out of Alabama. And it does, it, 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 it worries me. That you plug in Mac Jones into that Belichick-type system where it's just the pocket pat. You don't need to be mobile. You just need to sit back there in the pocket and sling the rock. That's that's Mac Jones' forte. And he's certainly more mobile than uh, Tom Brady, but who isn't? But um, uh, I'm afraid that that's... I could see Mac Jones having a 12-, 15-year career at... uh, at New England, and that that could Who's be he backing up. Who's he backing up then? Oh, he'll start. Well, yeah, first year, of course. But and then who's he backing up? You really think Jalen Hurts <laughs> is going to be better than Mac Jones? Yeah, yeah. I think the league's changing. I don't think you can be the type of player that Mac Jones is. I don't Where think do there's going to th- be. What, what do you think about Tua? You know, all the talk of Tua being uh, a beneficiary of those four uh, first-round picks and, you know, getting benched two or three times this year for Fitzmagic. Now, the, uh, an argument can be made if you didn't have Fitzmagic, he wouldn't have been benched. Um, or somebody like Fitzmagic with that kind of experience and that kind of uh, uh, control and expertise of the offense. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, Harvard grad. Uh, hard, to, yeah, hard to tell what Tua's going to do. I. So I. With the season the way it was, there was no preseason. There was limited. Uh, Spring ball. training cat camp. Yeah, so. I think it's hard to tell right now. I don't think Tua's. I I really do think Jalen's going to be better. I think. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that didn't have receivers? Look at what. Hertz was able to do over those final games uh, for Philadelphia. Oh, in Philly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the way the game is. That's where the game's going. It's well, like we said before, Lincoln Lincoln Riley basically tuned Jalen Hurts up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. that's what he needed. He didn't have a deep ball, and he finally got a decent deep ball. Uh, when he went to Oklahoma for that one year and played with Lincoln Riley. Did you see, uh, you probably didn't see it because you weren't searching for it like I was, but uh, <laughs> Najee, Harris went, Najee Harris went live in the locker room after the game on TikTok. Mm. And uh, there yeah, was one, one gentleman in there. Oh, Jalen Hurts was in there. Yeah, yep. I thought that was odd, seeing that he's an Oklahoma Sooner. 
thought that was <laughs> yeah. an odd place to find him. He must well, have wandered Well, you go back off. to where you won the national championship, I think, you know, mm. uh, transfer portal and all, but, you know, you go back mm-hmm. to where your bread is buttered, mm-hmm. and that's one, one lost one. Yeah, yeah. one one lost. Shout one, out so. to my uh, my best Buckeye bud, Nate from the Radio Cure. We had a uh, hundred dollar bet between Alabama and Ohio State on on spreads throughout the season. The terms of the bet were they have to cover the spread and both teams have to play uh, within the same week for it to count. Well, it ended up coming down to the chip which was quite interesting. And to good old Nate's credit, he sent me that $100 at the beginning of the fourth quarter. (laughs) (laughs) So he could go to bed. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the fourth quarter, there was only one score in the entire fourth quarter as well, right? There was one score near the beginning of the quarter, I think, and then that was it. So It could have been. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I fell asleep. That was boring. Oh man, no! It was best awesome. players were out, man. Yeah. Describe. It was awesome. Describe your days post game. What was your? I wake up with a smile on my face every morning. Every morning. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. morning. Still like so, you're still basking oh, yeah. in this. Oh, you're riding the wave, man. Yeah, at least for a week. At least for a week, and, and you know, you also kind of celebrate that you get your Saturdays back. I got most of my Sundays back now because who cares about the NFL? Uh, I mean, I'll watch, but fantasy's Stat- over, so I'm 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 disinterested more so than I would be. I mean, I like NFL playoffs, but so would you say Saturday's a, a, back? It's nice. Would you say a crimson tide lifts all boats? Oh, there, there you, you go. go. I like that. I like that. Drowns all opponents. You could say. <laughs> yeah, but it Someone- is. I mean, this is this is only. Nick Saban's second undefeated season in 14 seasons. Well, he's won six titles. This is only the second time that he's gone undefeated. He was lucky to, to go, win this one because if he didn't uh, win it, I mean, his his job was on the line. He hadn't won it since 2017. His job was on the line. He didn't win this championship. Yeah, him and Gus Malzahn he's, were just going to be put out to pasture. Exactly. Probably looking for XFL jobs with Bob Stoops. Yeah, because <laughs> that's coming back for sure. Oh, for sure. The Rock's got yeah. The Rock's got a handle on that, no doubt. <laughs> oh, but to no, win but ten SEC, eleven SEC games—that's a big deal. But let's go back to Rowdy's question. What is what does the post day look like? Like, do you ha- do you have a spring in your step? Does it take a little longer to get up, even though oh, you're yeah. happy? What you do? You take oh, an ice I mean, bath just, afterwards? You just spend the mornings just, you know, doing whatever you want because you're a champion. You're just walking around, you know, flying you're the colors, mm-hmm. flying the colors, you know, put the cap on, put the hoodie on, you know, uh, do all that. You know, you maybe get on the Internet and look at w- what the uh, championship shirts look like and maybe order one. Maybe <laughs> yes. This year they're kind of. <laughs> you know open, what? So That's not a, I don't. But so. Yeah, you that's know. that's not a you thing. I do that, and I <laughs> I wasn't gonna order one. I'm just like, oh, I wonder what the championship gear looks like this year. I do that every year. They're ugly this year, kind of. And, huh? and do you ever? Oh man, yeah. are we getting older, or are those caps looking more? So it's more all the same. Every, every all of these championship shirts are the same. There's like no, the they official change every shirt. Year. Yeah, and there's the official official shirt. Okay, they like everybody who's down on the. Field, that's what they wear. Home field, not a sponsor. Uh, I put one out. It, it's okay, um, kind of pla- plain, but it's hmm. officially licensed. But they all and they all wear the cap. That's, and that's man, sh- I, do you think we're getting yeah. old? Like for me, I start seeing the stuff that yeah, guys are wearing. Yeah, it's too flashy, and they're too. Yeah, yeah. I, nah, it's not for they me. They got gold on them, and they're flashy, and yeah, it's a little much for me. Hmm. For sure, but and hey, now, Homefield would be a great sponsor. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not a, or I am a cap guy. And even when I was a kid, like I would get the ones that would have the big, you know, graphic, and then it had the swoop colors, like two different colors on the bill. Yeah. And looking back, I'm like, man, those looked I'm terrible. I'm not wearing that. But those, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I would never be caught dead in that now, and that's what everybody's wearing. 
on these uh, uh, you know post game celebrations. I yeah, just I got I a new I got a new Alabama hat for Christmas because my other one was worn out and shrunk from kayaking trips in the rain and it just got a little tight on my noggin. And I just go for the plain crimson with the white A trucker hat, like the mesh back, just, you know, plain old, plain old. I don't need an elephant on the front of it or, you know, the big sticker on the bill or a giant swoosh or, no, just put that A on there and call it a day. Are That's you talking it. like, you need. like, like truck stop level quality? Is that what you're looking for? No, 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 no. This is a, uh, uh, what is 53 is that what 50 53 52 i forget the brand 55 something like that but mm-hmm. it's just a white mesh back with oh in front and the bill are you trying to say 47 brand oh is it 47 brand <laughs> okay yeah. yeah i knew it was a number yeah, yeah. i don't yeah. know you were but, you were uh, you were struggling there i wasn't sure which way you were paddling yeah, I, I'm, I was trying to get there, but yeah. Last time I was in Tuscaloosa, I did buy a hat with a, just an, a white elephant on the, like a profile of an elephant on the front of it. But I don't really put that one out there too much. You just mm. got to go the script day and and roll roll like that. Yeah, Rowdy, but, you're not much of a hat guy, huh? No. <laughs> Why? If you had to wear a, if you had to wear a baseball style cap, though, Rowdy. And you had to pick a team. What team would you pick? A cowboy mm. hat. Like the Dallas Cowboys? No, no I think I'm he's literally a cowboy hat. Yeah, I think. Well, that's that what doesn't he's work because my question was about a baseball-styled hat. Yeah, but uh, I just flipped <laughs> the script on you. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Well, what sports emblem would be on the cowboy hat? That'd be a white cowboy hat to uh, keep me extra cool in the sun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make sure everybody knows you're one of the good guys. And a rattlesnake head on the front. A real I think one. Rowdy's a Sarkeesian fan. That sounds like a Texas hat to me. Uh, Rowdy, yep. have you seen those uh, cowboy hat hard hats? No. What? Yeah. Check those oh, out. Oh, dude. That sounds do, cool. Do yourself a favor and Google that. It's a hard hat shaped like a cowboy hat. It's amazing. Maybe that'd be your go-to hat. You looking for? I got a uh, I got a hard hat. I got a hard hat with built-in ear ear protection and a face shield for chainsawing. It's Oregon mm. brand. <laughs> These mm. just look like Lego cowboy hats. Really? <laughs> yes. Lego cowboy hats. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> and they kind of and they kind of sit on your head like a Lego cowboy. Like hat. high up. Yeah. Or on top of the head. Mm. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll thanks for joining us, everybody. This is our sports podcast. <laughs> I mean, if we're only halfway this, through the hour, so. If you made it I told this you far. I had 40 minutes on Bama. I said that was fine. Yeah, you, you wrote yeah. something out. <laughs> that was, I mean, that was a lot. it's just, it, yeah, it was awesome. You got to just you, spectacular. But this is, this, that's part of fandom, right? I mean, once your yeah. team wins, like, you know, when you're in a, you're in a, what is that, a Wampeteer? I mean, uh, I'll tell you this. If they had lost, the pain of the week after the game would have been much greater than the joy of winning. Losing sucks more than winning rules. Mm-hmm. Mm. Snoop can attest. Oh, yeah. I hate losing. I hate, <laughs> I hate it so much. That's why it I don't understand it. why you're a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a different kind of pain. <laughs> That's like that's generational pain. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's self-flagellation. Uh, Religious pain. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Did you already say intergenerational? Yeah, it's intergenerational yeah. pain yeah. for sure. Um, uh, did we do enough Alabama? Did yeah, we get there? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I think I so. Can, hey, I can keep going, but I'm good. You guys yeah. want to tra- change sports here? Sure. Sure. All right, let's jump to the NBA. I have a headline that just says NBA trades. What's going on? Uh, yeah, we had one blockbuster trade today. James Harden, uh, the mm. mayor from the, the Houston Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets uh, for just about everything. 
they, they cleared out the cabinets, which is good because James Harden was going to come there and eat whatever was in the cabinets anyway. <laughs> he is plumping up. And I'm, let me do that. Okay, so downs. I've got a theory. I've got a theory. I've, I've, I've been thinking about this. Yes, okay. James Harden showed up in the middle of this pandemic for the 2020, 2021 season a little chunkier than he's ever been. I mean, he's been a pretty. He's always had a wider torso, but he's always been like really kind of jacked. And this year he yeah. showed up and he got, he's big. And he doesn't want, my theory goes like this, that, have you got guys that watched? Grubhub, got that Grubhub weight. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, have you guys, are you familiar with Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. Oh, for sure. This season he did the fat Mac thing? I, I yes, think he. That's, I, that's good. Yeah. I think he went fat Jim. I think James Harden <laughs> went fat Jim. And what he did, he, he didn't want to be in Houston. So to push this he even got further. Fat. He got big, yes. He got he got fat. He got a little slower, and and as soon as he gets to Brooklyn, he's gonna start eating right. I bet by the time they get to the playoffs, he looks like 2019, 2020 James Harden. I bet he gets right back down to it. I bet well, he did that on purpose. So hmm. This is would. like a what 20, 20, two, 2009, 2010. Um, Back with uh, Durant? Yep, back with Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah, that's a nasty combination. It, it, it was a crazy trade. There were four teams involved. Let me see if I can pull up all, all four. Uh, Let me just get Nostradamus on it. The Pacers got the short end of it. Yeah, that's right. Yes, <laughs> Victor Oladipo uh, was traded away to the Rockets. The Rockets also got Dante Exum, uh Guy I don't know. Three Brooklyn first rounders. Yeah. Uh, hmm. One unprotected first rounder from Milwaukee in 2022, and four first round swaps on the off years. So now the Rockets have two 2022 first rounds, possibly three. No, they have two and possibly three. And then two 2024, two and then the the swaps. So they got all the picks. It's insane. Yeah. <clears throat> the Nets got the little shorter list. The Nets got James Harden. Yeah. And the, the Pacers hefty, got Karis LeVert. Hefty James Harden. Who? Hefty, yeah. Hefty James. And a second rounder. And then Jared Allen and uh, Torian Prince went to the Cavs. So four teams involved to get this thing done. And yeah. I but just the Pacers are trading within their division in this four-way? Yep. Uh, no, Jeez. they traded to With the, the Rockets. Well, no, but they they sent Oladipo to the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. That's that breaks my heart. <clears throat> that was the big piece. But Oladipo was going to walk at the end of the year anyway. He was that's wasn't true, he? So he's yeah. the one, wasn't he? That that's was, because I know he's an R and B singer, but wasn't he like begging teams that they were that the Pacers were playing? He would like go up to the other teams and be like, "Hey, can I be? Yeah. Can I join your team?" <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. That's hilarious. And he's an Indiana Hoosier too. Yep. But I can't believe via Maryland. Via Maryland, yeah, he was he wasn't from this area. Uh, but I think that was the, this was the trick. This was what really pushed the James Harden trade. Was Harden was starting to look like he was out of shape. For a pro athlete, I mean, I don't know what he looks like compared to a normal person because he's always around pro athletes, which is like. What would you define yeah. as normal? Not Me? you, if that's what you're fishing oh. for. No. <laughs> okay, well, I was. <laughs> Listen, I'll, okay, I'll edit this out. <laughs> okay. Like, what would you say is a normal person? Still not you. Okay, let's try this a third time. Okay, I can edit this yeah. out. Okay, yeah. ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> so, yeah. Shh, uh, shh. I need okay. a little bit of silence. Okay. Right, yeah. Okay, Snoop, who would you say is a normal person? Uh, you. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, he is a lot bigger than me, for sure. Yeah, You're the model of, nor of normalcy, for sure. Yeah. Right. Rowdy's like the Mugsy Bogues. Had a little stroke in the middle of that word, I think. Uh, 
So what? Uh, that that's about it. That's all that happened. I just wanted to throw out my James Harden theory, my conspiracy so, theory. Basically, to sum it up, Brooklyn's going to be really good. Houston's going to be not as good, but still decent. And the Pacers are going to suck. Yeah, but they got cap space. Well, that's true. We got that draft coming. Yeah. And apparently Brooklyn's uh, is now like 23 or $28 million over the cap. So they're going to have a pretty big... Uh, they're going to have a problem. Problem coming up. So... But yes, Brooklyn got real good, yeah, which doesn't really real do good. them, yeah, do them much of anything. Although you know, but like you said earlier, James Harden is he going to be able to do that step back on that asphalt court in Brooklyn? It is, yeah. Versus that, that wood top tricky. in Houston, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that asphalt gets tricky out there in Brooklyn. But it does. You know, New York pizza is supposed to be better than whatever Houston has. What's Houston known help. for? I don't know. Probably barbecue. Yeah. Seafood. That's more. An, oh yeah. It's more of an Austin thing, though, isn't it? We could barbecue. ask James Harden. Yeah. Hey Jimmy, what well, you I mean, wh- <laughs> whatever it is, he's gonna find it. Looking at his frame um, currently. It's <laughs> apparently pho. Oh pho, that makes sense. Pho. Pho is the big Houston meal. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. soups, huh? Okay, well, pho, there we crawfish go. and noodles. See, there it is. Sizzling fajitas. Oh, a little Tex-Mex. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yep. What well, else we got? Harden looks like he had all of that. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> he frequented the Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we're talking gold medal insurgency. We sure are. We got uh, video evidence, as well as social media evidence, I believe, that Cleek Keller, two-time gold medal swimmer, you might remember him from the 2000, 2004, and 2008 Olympics. Most notably, he was on the relay, that last relay team with Michael Phelps that won the gold medal, where I believe he was either the second or third man in the relay. Uh, he, you know, he's just showing his Trump pride and wore his Team USA jacket to the insurgency when they stormed the Capitol on Wednesday. So, you know, it didn't stand out at all. He, he's also six foot six. Six, six, six. Yeah. yep. <laughs> and bald. So, right. Yeah, six foot yeah, six, so, bald, yeah. wearing an Olympic, USA Olympic jacket. A very shredded, shredded. Yeah. Now the funny yeah. thing is, it wasn't apparently it wasn't a jacket from his Olympic days. Oh, of but course it was not. For, it was from the 2018 Olympics. One oh. he got but from a still. Wheaties box. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. The one he got out of the back of a Boy's Life catalog. Just ordered <laughs> ordered that thing right up. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the uh, federal government has hit Cleet. Uh, with three charges, none of them include just having a ridiculous name. The first charge is obstructing law enforcement. Charge number two is knowingly entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds without permission. And Mm. the third charge is violent entry. Yikes. Unbelievable. Yeah, what, I mean, so, uh, what better what better way for an Olympian to show their national pride than to storm the Capitol building? I can't think of a better way to illustrate that you're a true American. True patriot right there. Yeah. Yep. He served his well, country three honorably three times. Right. You think anybody was like, yo, country. Cleet, uh, Capitol building ain't got no pool player. He also, so he's currently, since his days as a, as a swimmer, um, I mean, the guy's had kind of a rough life. So he, uh, after his swimming career was, uh, after, essentially after he retired from swimming, he uh, got into some different, tried his hand in some different businesses. Uh, he said, you know, he didn't really prepare for life after swimming. And so he said he was, you know, t- too cocky um, and just made a, poor employee so had a hard time retaining a job had a divorce was homeless for a while like Jeez. sleeping in his car um, so he's had a rough cue. 
He's had a rough time, and, but um, he has been working. He's in Colorado Springs. Um, oh, yeah, that's a great place. City to be. full of just normal people. Right. Um, <laughs> working you know, a, that's funny because uh, when I was reading this, I got to that too, where it's like he's living in Colorado Springs. I think um, like he's a real like, estate agent. Oh, that's agent. the problem. Re- yeah, he real And I just agent. was like, mmm, yeah. I see. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, Focus so on yeah, that family, he, Clay. As as of Monday night, uh, or so as of Monday morning, he was confirmed to still be working at the real estate agency. By Monday night, the company had removed his profile and almost all references to him from its website. Whoopsie! And then Tuesday night, the company announced that he had resigned, effective mm. immediately. <laughs> So, so surprisingly, yeah. there just aren't that many properties in Colorado Springs with with bunkers. He sold yeah. them all. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this cancel culture is getting out of control. <laughs> so did he go there with his sister? It's like his sister go was to the one. Capitol with his sister. They, they yeah. con- the feds contacted his sister from what I read, but I wasn't clear on whether or not she was there or mm. not. Because she is also a swimmer, right? She is. Yeah, I think she's also an Olympian, maybe. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. wondering. So, I mean, how do you think he prepped for this? Like, do you think he like shaved his body before mm-hmm. the insurrection? Yeah, he did or that. Like that arm flapping thing, stretched out. Did yeah. the arm flapping Clap, thing, clapping his yeah. hands. Yeah, and, and shaking the quads his, out. Slapping, yeah, slapping his legs and yeah, just visualizing, visualizing the successful insurrection. Right. I mean, that's half the battle. Mm-hmm. Well, and you it's know, the mental it's game. like, yeah. I think swimming is like track and field now. One false start, and you're disqualified. And I'd say storm the capital is a false start. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure For out sure. just what it was, you know, what it was about this this pre pregame ritual that he that he may have messed up. But I don't know. I think he, you know, the the Did jacket definitely was creating some drag. <laughs> yeah. And and he has a where beard. You, the beard was s- not helping him out either. No, you can't have a beard if you're swimming. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Not well in training, you definitely want that. You want that additional drag. So on competition days when you're freshly shorn like a seal child, uh then you can just jump yeah. right into the pool. Right. And feel the all, less drag. You're so mm-hmm. slick as snot. Maybe yep. he thought and, this was and, a trial run you, for you, January 17th. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's coming. True. I forgot about that. Because he didn't you guys want to the capital. Yeah, he didn't want to save his shave until he he wanted to save his shave until the big game. I that makes sense. Yep. So yeah, he was trying to increase drag day. because this was. Yeah, this was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so like increasing drag for training, and then okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that could be what's happening here. So where did you hear that this, huh. this jacket was actually a 2018 jacket? Because I think that's my favorite Source. part of the story. If I, if I have to pick a favorite part of the story, I would say that's <laughs> my favorite. He doesn't even wear his own, his own Olympic jacket. He doesn't jacket. even wear his own. <laughs> no, not at all. So and he went to three. He went to three. He had three choices. designer Ralph Lauren Olympic <laughs> jackets. Yeah. yeah. I think this may have been from the New York Times. The, yeah. The, yeah, they said this. No. The jacket does not appear to be from Keller's Olympic days, but was worn by Team USA members who competed at the 2018 Olympics in Pyeongchang. The yeah, wait, hold on. The 20, correct me if I'm wrong here. The 2018 Olympics, if that's right, those were Winter Olympics. Oh, that's yeah, true. I think you're, yeah, so I think had, you're right. Well, yeah, because it's cold in January in Washington, man. He had on well, that three-quarter okay, length yep. parka. Yep. Oh, man. He had on he some had kind on. of Burton snowboarding USA uh, parka. Yeah. Those are the ones that... Uh, Just trying to catch run that the fresh Poe player. <laughs> run the Jewels may have had um, a hand in designing those. Yeah, who, where did he get that? Is there? Do you think there's a secret Olympic jacket swap mm. Reddit or yeah. something? Could there's be. a hole in the wall behind a desk in which they pass back and forth Olympic jackets. Well, what that's happens it, at the yeah, Olympic that, they Village pass, stays that's, that's not what in they the do Olympic with that Village. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I've heard about the Olympic Village. <laughs> that also has a hole in the wall. Uh, yeah, lots of them. Yeah. Full glory. Yeah, for well, the and, glory. And other for insurrection the glory and the news, um, <laughs> I heard a, a former cult has has uh, been in the news recently for that, this whole that aftermath. That is correct. Former cult, and let's not forget, former Buckeye, give credit where credit is due, the three-year professional football player, wide receiver, slot receiver, Anthony Gonzalez... Uh, for the Peyton Manning era Colts, is now a congressman from the great state of Ohio. Mm, and he was one of state? the 10 okay. Republicans hmm. to uh, vote to impeach Donald Trump uh, this hmm. afternoon. And I believe he is of the, for the a congressperson for the 16th district district which also includes Columbus is that right uh, that's kind of you say in. so a horseshoe in oh there you go yeah mm. that's kind of I mean you're kind of uh, a sure thing if you're gonna go there and you're Anthony Gonzalez yeah. So he voted he, against uh, or for. He was one the, of he was one of the hit. ten that voted for impeachment. The one of the ten Is, Republican uh, House members. So his yeah. statement, he says, the basically was saying, you know, after reviewing everything, trying to process, he came to the following conclusion: the president, the, the president of the United States, helped organize and incite a mob that attacked the United States Congress in an attempt to prevent us from completing our solemn duties as prescribed by the Constitution. In mm. doing so, five people have died, including a Capitol Police officer. Many more have been injured, and our democracy has been shaken. The Vice President and both chambers of Congress had their lives put in grave danger as a result of the President's actions in the events leading up to and on January 6th. During the attack itself, the President abandoned his post while many members asked for help, thus further endangering all present. These are the fundamental threats, not just to people's lives, but to the very foundation of our republic. When I consider the full scope of events leading up to January 6th, including the president's lack of response as the United States Capitol was under attack, I am compelled to support impeachment. So it's a pretty cogent tide. statement for a guy that was concussed as much as Anthony Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. Ohio and State grad, nuts. Stanford grad, Stanford grad as well. He got his MBA from there, and he currently oh, represents really? I didn't know that. the Cleveland area where he's from. Oh, Cleveland, Cleveland. Okay, Cleveland. Yeah. So, what do you think? Hmm. Does this give? Does this? Do you give any love to Ohio State? Read for this. Any love back to Ohio State? I mean, I give as much love back to Ohio State as for Gonzalez's vote as I would the state of Ohio for, you know, fence-riding vanilla politician like a John Kasich. So, I mean, it's pretty much par for the course in my world. So, so pretty much zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Very Dude, good. I mean, we're all Hoosiers here. I got no time for Ohio's. I mean, come on. Yeah. The only thing Ohio's got for them is their mounds complexes, which Rowdy and I love to discuss off the air. Yeah, and on the air. That's about and it. on the air sometimes. <laughs> and on yeah. the air sometimes. That is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what Ohio's got going for it. And that's about it. Yep. All right, what else we got? Are we running through these things? Are we going to get yeah, done Yeah, let's in run an through hour? it. Uh, this I headline just might. says Welcome to Turniana. Oh, yes. What's, the, yeah, what's this going is a, on? This is a touch of old news, but uh, we haven't covered it yet. The entirety of the uh, men's basketball, college basketball tournament, NCAA Division I tournament, will be played in, it was originally announced as Indianapolis and later expanded to central Indiana. So Which they're going to have game. <laughs> You're just a little bitter there, uh, Ball State of Love, uh, Chirp Chirp. Hey, hey, Bloomington <laughs> is not Central Indiana. You don't think so? Lafayette, I'll worse? give Central Indiana, but Bloomington is definitely not Central. They got hills yeah. in Bloomington, thought, man. I, that's not Central Indiana. I thought no, Lafayette was the region. 
No, no that's too Lafayette south to be south the region. In the region. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might as well be the region for me because I never go there. Yep. Well, I don't so either, the, but... The entirety of the, the um, tourney is here in central Indiana. They're going to split games between Purdue University, uh, IU, Indiana University, uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse at Butler University, the state fairgrounds, which I think they'll probably have to share time. I mean, there's from my house, it sounds like there's one every weekend, some sort of monster truck rally. Or gun and knife show. <laughs> or there is, a, knife uh, there show. is always a gun and knife show. <laughs> or a Mecham auction. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or just a random uh, Trump Some kind of rally. coin show. Yeah. And there's, yep. Yep. Yeah. Coin shows. <laughs> you know, one of the, um, every once in a while, you guys get to hear about my uh, childhood. One of my uh, big events in my, in my childhood, like something we would do for fun. Is my dad had a friend who had, uh, would um, set up booze at a flea market at the state fair, oh, man. and every once in a while he'd be like, one Saturday morning he was like, "Well, you guys want to head over to the flea flea market?" And that's what we would do. We would and you just hang out. out like at the booth or at what? The booth. We'd just hang out at the booth at the flea market. We'd go walk around. Had no money, so <laughs> we're buying nothing. Uh, just randomly walk through the flea market, look at all like the toys. Well, that's half toys. the fun. Like, you never buy anything at a flea market. It's about it's about looking. That's what it's about. Well, we did a lot of looking. Did a lot of... Uh, Especially if you're a cribble. <laughs> yeah. Unless you, unless you find... We like, couldn't even... Yeah, know. we wouldn't even get the uh, unwrapped used toys for like yeah. 50 cents. Like, no, you're I was going to say, that's, that's the... That. You know, if you can get like, you know... Old, like, rare He-Man action figures, things mm-hmm. like that, like, or, or Atari games. Those were my two f- uh, flea market. Confederate uh, memorabilia. Oh, Confederate <laughs> Nazi memorabilia. I mean, this yeah. is Indiana. You're going to get, yeah. you're going to get plenty of that for sure. Yeah, clan memorabilia. Yeah. Uh, a lot of <laughs> iron crosses. crosses. I always liked going uh, to the uh, trading cards. Which my dad mm-hmm. would just be like, those are a waste of money. And you know he's what? He's not wrong. He's wrong. Right now, he he's is wrong. wrong. Trading the cards trading... are where it's at. Yeah, are you trading... serious? Yeah, oh, trading yeah. cards are, are growing at a Dude. faster rate. Like, the trading card market is growing at a faster rate than the S&P 500. Absolutely. As far as on. Yeah, hey, it's forget crazy. About, forget about stocks. Buy Tops huh. Gold. Yep. Yep. A lot of people are moving away from, like, uh, that's why Bitcoin's going crazy, too. They're moving yep. out of the stock market, fearing a collapse, and moving it into something, you know, much more stable, like trading Baseball cards. Baseball cards. And Bitcoin. And you act as if the stock market is stable, sir. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. The only people who are going to be able to afford these, you know, Honus Wagner tobacco cards are going to be the billionaires. Yeah. Uh, that Wayne Gretzky's still to. got that one. No, I think Two he point. sold his. Oh, did he sell it finally? Okay. Yeah. 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 I think he sold I his. I noticed. Uh, north of $2 million One now. was Honus Wagner. Well, it was about a year, year and a half ago. There was one that was sold. About two, two and a half million dollars. Yeah, man. Yeah, so the last time I was in my hometown, I noticed that the same card shop that I went to as a kid is still open. And oh, nice. I, I thought that was kind of unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I guess that, that makes sense if it's improving. The name is awesome. The name of the shop is Four Sharp Corners. Oh, that's a pretty good name. Yeah. Yeah. And so that yeah. was where, that was where you always wanted to go. And, uh, that's where I bought my dream team packs. Nice. The original dream team. Yeah. That may be the only time I ever actually set foot in, like, I remember going to Four Sharp Corners to get those dream team packs and I think I also bought a pack that had, would Bo Jackson have been playing at the same time as the Dream Team? Mm, 92, yeah. 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 Okay. I yeah. think I may have bought a pack that had like uh, whatever team he was playing for. It was like the entire team, a pack of their cards or something like that. But I bought it I because Bo it. Jackson. We've probably talked about he, this before, Rowdy, but those nine card plastic pages that you can put in binders yeah those are uh 
were invented and are sold uh, right here from Anderson, Indiana. Really? Yep. Yep. Still? They still manufacture them there? Baseball card world. Still here. Yep. No way. They don't have... Huh. Uh, to my knowledge, they, they may still have somewhat of a shop. It's not in the uh-huh. same location it was when Snoop and I were growing up and went there. But, uh, yeah, they have a warehouse uh, here still where if you've ever had the nine-slot binder, Mm three-ring binder pages, those are from Anderson. Huh, I'll have to get some of those for my Pokemon. There you go. Pokemon cards are worth... Hey, you got the right Pokemon cards, dude. They're worth money, too. It's crazy. Charizards and whatnots. Charizards, there's one dude that owns 90% of the Charizards in the world, by the way. Yeah, that's it me. Oh, wow. It me. What else we got? Are we done? Um, I think Reed, did you have a quick recap of how well I did on those bowl games? Just I give did. me the just Let give me, me the highlights here. here. Now I will say, uh, Rowdy, we had to do some adjustments because the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl was between yes. South Carolina and UAB was canceled. You canceled. As well oh. as well as the Trans Pacific Motor City Bowl. That got canceled just like the rest of the pipelines. And John C. Calhoun's the, uh, canceled. And the Texas Bowl was also canceled. But, Rowdy, of the 23 bowls that you selected on the money Mm -hmm. line, you went 13 and 10, sir, which is an excellent record for bowls because bowls get squirrely. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The notable notable ones you missed is you voted against, you you bet against the MAC, Buffalo and the MAC, and uh, they did win. Uh, you should have gone and gotten the ice cream sundae because App, Sta- App State did win. You took the Hilltoppers big, over big, Georgia big. State. That that was a miss. But you hit big time on the Ball State fighting Cardinals. Uh, but the biggest, most heartbreaking miss, and I think we all missed this one, was you picked uh, the Chanteliers of Coastal Carolina, and unfortunately they lost by three points to Liberty. Ah, uh, I know it's uh, disgusting, and really? that was a that was a down to the wire last second kick. It was it was that that game got weird at the end, but Liberty pulled it out, which is quite unfortunate, but very 2020. And that game was on December 26th, so Man. what a way to end 2020 with a Liberty win. Well, my my loss is Jerry Falwell Jr.'s coke fueled. Uh, yacht binge. Underwear uh, y- yacht party. Post, <laughs> post-Christmas celebration, yeah. So, I'll, you know, he's had a, he, had a, he had a rougher year than I did, so I'll give yeah, him he that. He sure did, and, and we enjoyed it to the max. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, now are we done? Are we over? Now we're done. We're done. That That's it. We did it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Casburn, Food editor Dennis Chu and the honorary ball boy this week is guys. I got to go back to my uh, champion, national champion, Crimson Tide. You've heard me on this podcast for 172 episodes complain about Alabama kickers, but we got this kid number 16, Will Riker, the Alabama place kicker. Oh, batting a kept- thousand this year. Did not miss a kick. He hit. You talking yes. about number one on the Enterprise trombone player. Will Riker. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number one. Number one. We got 14 field goals all season. As Snoop and I were talking earlier before we were on air, that's about, what, 1.125 per game? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Just a shade above one per game. 1.1 per game. 14 field goals. 84 for 84 on extra points for a total of 162 points. Alabama went from not being able to hit the broadside of a barn to batting a thousand. And that hmm. is what got us over the finish line, ladies and gentlemen. He did about the least he could do every game. And you know what? He's yeah, getting not miss. A ju- he's getting a just okay education to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I th- I'm pretty I, sure he's a grad student, too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. 
Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sportsportsportspod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, which we didn't this time, how about some sports? How about it? It just gets grosser. Every time you play it, it just gets grosser. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.